Welcome to Vineyard 61's weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired, challenged, and encouraged by this week's speaker. For previous messages, go to our website, vineyard61.org, or subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud. Today we were about to commission Holly and Elias and the, and the Battersea site that we've got got launched. Um, today they had their practice service and they had a guest. Yeah. They had a guest. It was amazing. They had a guest and this lady came. Uh, SP and I, when we were at the library a couple of weeks, uh, a few days ago, uh, just preparing preparing the uh, the launch, we met this lady and uh, I just said, just come along. Come along. I know we kind of made it a closed service, but I said, you know, if you need some prayer, just come along. Come along to the service. And, and she came along. And um, I think Elias and Lou went up to her. Uh, uh, Lorraine, maybe. Lorraine. Elias and Lorraine went up to her and said, would you like prayer? And she just burst into tears. And uh, she got some prayer. And it's, uh, it's the heart of Christ that we do it for the one. And uh, so to the fact, we, I never forget the first person that that we, we encounter, whether it's uh, about seven years ago, we started Healing on Streets, and I'll never forget the first the first guy that came up for prayer, and when we started the job club here, I'll never forget the first first lady that walked through the door, and uh, she was looking for a job, and the English language school that we launched seven, eight weeks ago, I'll never forget Ruby, who turned up on our practice, uh, practice, uh, practice expression, so it was fantastic. Um, today, I, uh, I've normally got about nine pages. Uh, today I've got five, well, four and a half, so uh, you're in for a treat. Um, today, today, t- tonight's talk is going to be a little bit ethereal, if I'm honest. It's a, a tiny bit grandiose. Uh, I was thinking about Jerry Maguire and his mission statement, and... It's not a memo, it's a mission statement. And uh, it's a bit like that. So I do apologise. Some of the the phrases I use are a bit grandiose. As I said this morning, um, I hate hype. Uh, I'm almost anti-hype. I can can smell it and I I sort of manifest when I I see anything. Anything uh, anything of hype. So, So this is about as excited as you're going to get from me. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I, believe, I believe today it's not just about uh, commissioning and launching this new site, but also for, for you as an individual, it might be that God's, God's placed, placing a divine dream inside of you for, uh, for a community or a place, whether it's in London or, or beyond. And uh, I really believe tonight is about uh, is about launching this site, but for you as an individual as well, there's things that God has placed in, in your heart as well, and communities, people groups, uh, things like that. Uh, so just uh, keep your ears open. Maybe, uh, maybe God might be speaking to you as well. <coughs> um, okay. God's uh, divine dream for our communities is, uh, is much greater than the church. Um, it's so much greater than just the church. God's, God's divine dream is that believers of all nations and all generations would come towards him. And throughout the years, since the New Testament and, and the history, 
we have these believers who have always known that God's divine dream is for their communities. It seems a little bit crazy, but our business uh, is changing the world. It may seem crazy, but changing the world is our family business. And uh, I'm going to sort of carry on where I left off, left off this morning, but go a little bit deeper, <coughs> if my throat allows. Um, uh, I said this morning that the, 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 our church, and particularly the church in, in the capital, I believe it will move from doing evangelism to leading our communities and our cities into life. Many times at churches and uh, many times we've confused those of us who are leaders and those of us who are, um, have been Christians long enough. We've confused, uh, we've confused bringing life to just simply, let's take our cities for God. You see, churches don't take the city. They lead uh, the city into life through generous hope, through faith, through taking risks. And they learn, uh, just like Jesus, and this is what I, kind of where, where I'm coming from, just like Jesus, they learn to wash the feet of the city. They learn to serve the city. We bend low for fresh grace, and find, we find it, we find this grace amongst the lost and the last and the least. We don't find it in slick services. We find it as we come face to face with people. What I love about healing on the streets is that we kneel before people. We don't kind of impose the prayer, but we just go low in order for Jesus to, to be glorified. And um, the focus of our church and uh, uh, any churches that we, we're, we're part of in, in our movement and in our community will not be to conquer cities or conquer our communities. But, but create life-giving environments to love our city back into health. Do you get that? You feel that kind of Gerald Maguire feeling. I can, I can see it in your eyes. Um, and so the church, our church, and the church of the future will move from working on the city to working with the city. Uh, and I... As I've begun dreaming about what that could look like, I'd love to throw parties for single parents. I'd love to do pampering sessions for, uh, for prisoners' wives who are, are on their own. I'd love us as a church to tackle domestic violence. I'd love us to be the centre of adoption, to serve schools, to provide volunteers to other agencies, not our own empire, but to, to give and release and give it away. I, I expect the church in a city to work with local councillors and politicians, to work with teachers and doctors, uh, to work with people's, people of all faiths and none in order to create a better city, in order to create a better community. And so as a church, and some of the churches are beginning to change and uh, we'll move from just creating ministry centres, serving our own uh, ideals to become compassionate hubs. And this church, we're starting to become a compassionate hub. Uh, and I, I expect our church to be even more compassionate, if I'm honest. Uh, we have a picture on our, on our website, on our compassion page, 
which is a rubber thing, which is a, a, a boy, uh, a rubber ring. Life ring. Life saving ring, yeah, thank you. And um, I love that idea that we, we, we see people who are drowning, we see people who are struggling, we just throw them a, we throw them a lifeline. I also want to go to why they got calls, why they were drowning in the first place. We want to save and rescue people from, from, from drowning, but also we want to find out, we want to go, why, why they got there in the first, first place. Um, we will have a reputation to not only bring good news to the city, but also be good news for the city. And uh, if it's anything like the last three years, it will be deeply messy. If it's anything, if I can give you some kind of prediction, <laughs> where's the wind? It will be deeply messy. Uh, because kingdom compassion, it leads us beyond ourselves. And it me it, for me, it messes with my head. It messes with uh, our hands, our hearts. It messes with our services when we have people screaming, coming in here. It messes where, where we people are having to come in and they, they're begging for money and they're standing up there and everyone, they, they walk past, give me, have you got £10? Have you got £10? It, it messes with our, our formalities as, uh, as believers. And the future terrain of uh, a compassionate church uh, will also include uh, these unfamiliar paths. We don't, since we started, Viv and I, since we started three years ago, we've just said, we don't know where we're going. Would you join us on the adventure? We've got no idea what's going to happen. But we, what we do know in the last three years is there's uncertainty. There's going to be formidable challenges. And uh, <clears throat> I've underlined this, and uncomfortable members of our church. It's just a reality. <laughs> Uh, as I've noticed, church, over the last 20 years, it's easier to create ministry centres, it's, but it's flipping hard to create compassionate hubs. Places where, and this is our, our leaning, where the poor are fed and clothed. Uh, I'd, love, I'd love us to, to give medical uh, attention to people. I'd love to not just run a job club, to, but be a job centre. Where, where jobs are created by us and people are released from debt. Uh, I've underlined this bit as well. Uh, uh, sorry, and then I've circled another bit. My, I've never scribbled over a, over a talk so much, so uh, expect us to be frequently out of our debt and occasionally out of control. Uh, and I've crossed out the occasionally because I feel like I'm always out of control. Um, where we're headed and our, and our north, our sort of compass north, is what we want to do, uh, and we're not there yet, but we want to intentionally and increasingly structure for honour rather than control. As I've discovered, you know, Will van der Hart talks about perfectionism. As I've discovered my own issues with perfectionism and control, so the fact that I don't know what he's talking about kind of messes with me. It kind of messes. What I want to know what he's talking about, <laughs> January. Um, and I, I've noticed that God has just been chipping away at my own perfectionism and control. Um, but he's wanting us to create a culture of honour. And I, I'd love us, as a compassionate church, to provide dignity
rather than operating efficiently. Uh, I said this morning that we had a visitor last week and uh, she said, I really like my church. It doesn't feel like a South London, Southwest London church. It's not kind of slick and polished and, uh, and I, I kind of knew what she meant. Uh, we, want, we, don't wanna, we wanna operate well, we wanna operate professionally, but if that's at a cost of providing dignity for, for the last and the lost and the least, then I, I, I resign. Uh, the other thing, and this is where I want to kind of finish, not really. Um, <laughs> the church, and, the ch and this is what I'd love us to grasp as individuals, not just us as a church, but you as an individual. We'll, we'll move from ministry activity and serving, and just we'll move from just feeling, okay, I'm on this road to once a month, uh, I've got to do this this week, I need to create a swap here. Uh, oh, I'm, I've covered three people and I haven't been covered myself. Like, I, I'd like us to move away from just ministry activity, or the temptation for us is we just create a load of ministry activities. We're gonna, we want to move away from that, from ministry activity, and to move towards spiritual authority. The, the way to rewrite the story in our city is for us as Christians to, to take on the spiritual authority that, uh, that, that Jesus has given, given to us. Uh, there are fantastic organisations out there doing kingdom work, if you like. Uh, the secular organisations that, that do fantastic compassion ministries. But the church is the only community with all authority. We're the only community that has all authority from God. Jesus didn't, <laughs> Jesus didn't commission, as we talk about commissioning today, Jesus didn't commission his church to increase our activity, but to increase our authority. The kingdom, the kingdom of God advances through authority, not activity. Do you get that? It, it comes from yourself knowing the full authority that Christ has given to you. And so as we look into 2019, we want to lean in. I don't know if anyone's done it, Segway. Uh, we, we went to Barcelona a few years ago and we, we did a Segway tour all over Barcelona. It was a fantastic, <laughs> great day. And, um, fantastic day. Got the crash helmets and the knee pads. and it was, it was an awesome day. But the way you move a Segway is you have to lean a certain way. You have to lean. And what we feel like this year is that we're going to lean towards discovering our spiritual authority. And, and in doing so, if you hitch your boat to ours, that's, that's, game, that's the game that we're going to be in this, this year. We're going to be in discovering our authority. Uh, and so we want to gain more understanding about our spiritual authority. But not just gain it, exercise it as well. We want to activate spiritual authority. Uh, but we do it with all, with all humility. We serve the city. We wash the city. Okay, page four. Um, uh, I said this this morning. We're going to move away, and the church of the future will move away from renewal to releasing power. We're going to move away from just being centred around ourselves 
and we'll move towards releasing power on the streets. The power given to the church was for the cities. It wasn't for worship nights. It wasn't for an encounter. We got, I had a really good time at worship today. That the power that Jesus has given you was to be given away to others. Jesus didn't die uh, for the local church. He died for those going to hell. He died, and at the church in the future, uh, you and I will see gaps in hell because of the authority that, that Christ has given us. It was given, the authority that Christ has given us was given to change the community, the whole community. Okay. This is my last point. Uh, just uh, forgive me. I'm sort of towards the end of my, my mission statement, my Jerry Maguire mission statement. Uh, and our, if, you've, if you've hung around us any, any length of time, you'll see that we, we're not trying to be seek sensitive. We're not trying to uh, be culturally relevant. Uh, but we're looking to release culture. And uh, there's a difference between a thermostat and a thermometer. A thermometer responds to the temperature around, whereas a thermostat sets that temperature. And we as believers, we are cultural setters. So we can, instead of reacting and, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm up and I'm down, and I'm reacting to the circumstances of life, and then I'm, I'm down one minute and I'm up one minute, we set the culture. Mm. Uh, I hope you got that. But what we don't do is we don't practice cultural avoidance. We don't sort of diss or put down society. We don't put down the structures in our society or government. We pray. Uh, but, we, or, or, but also we don't hunger for cultural relevance. How can we get more followers on Instagram? We don't hunger for that kind of stuff. But what we do is we honour every expression of life. Uh, cultural avoidance... Uh, it's it seen for, I hope you see what it is, it's the, it's the enemy's uh, strategy to separate us from our community. But also cultural relevance is considered a, it's a too low goal, it's a too low a bar for, for us as a community. Uh, and expect the church of the future and expect our church uh, to move away from trying to be trendy to being authentic. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, the, that's the dream. When, when Viv and I, uh, when we first we there are some fantastic churches. They're fantastic churches in London. And we just said, can we just be real? Can we just be, uh, and again, I haven't got time to talk about the difference between transparent and vulnerable. But can we be vulnerable? Instead of being, this is who I am. Yeah. Can, we, can we, you and I be vulnerable so before people? Um, uh, can I talk about apostolic churches, if I'm allowed to? I've got the mic. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I believe that kind of that fear, for many of you who've been following Jesus for a while, 
The word like apostolic is all, we don't really talk about it. Uh, but it's simply that the church will live in resonance with, with the culture of heaven. And as we are attuned to the culture of heaven, we just bring that culture into, into earth. That, that's my kind of summary of it. Um, uh, and I really believe that this next season for us is a season of creativity. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I, I want to cease, uh, uh, cease reducing creativity to flag waving. <laughs> or just to have someone paint an easel during a worship experience. Um, what, what, we, what I see and what we see is this bold creativity unleashing something uh, into the earth that was, that's, never been, that's never existed before. There are songs and sounds and music and words yet to be released. There are treasures that God is holding to be released. Um, creative resonance doing what our Father is doing and releasing what He is releasing. God, uh, let me just say this with all humility, God did not give us a spirit so we could be culturally relevant, but so we could be culture carriers. And culture carriers release captives. And that's that's the game I'm in. I'm here to release captives. I'm here to see gaps in hell. When I get to heaven, when you and I get to heaven, you'll meet people and uh, they, they were destined for hell. And there's now gaps in hell because of, because of you and I. Uh, and so as a church, we're going to have a distinct sound and a distinct voice, a distinct frequency for our community. And uh, I, I really believe this will change. I've uh, been thinking about it for years. How do we, how do we release colour into the community? What does that look like? How do we release a new frequency into our community? This will change the way we engage with the arts. Uh, no longer will it just be, let's sing in services, let's wave a banner, let's throw some art on the wall. But what would it look like to uh, release writers, sculptors, painters, poets, filmmakers, uh, into this creative engagement with our community. Wow. Okay, last point. Just <laughs> <laughs> said already. Um, it's just my last sentence, really. There will be a recognition that arts, that art fuels culture, and the city needs artists. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it? The city needs artists, mm-hmm. singers, actors. They need artists. Why? Because the God's divine dream for our city is much greater than the church. Okay. The end. We, I'm going to hand over to Viv, who, uh, and this is where we get to uh, commission Holly and Elias. So, Holly and Ellis, why don't you come and join us? Woo! Woo! Yeah! 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 You guys can come in front of me Ow! and then face this way. Getting married all over again. Okay. Look at the old hands. And face me. Face me. Face me. Face me. Right. Okay. So we want to commission 
the Battersea site, the pastors, the people that are all going to be part of the Battersea site. And Holly and Elias Bertolini, you are going to be the site pastors for Vinyl 61 in Battersea. And I want to just start by commending these leaders to you today. They are exceptionally good leaders. Steve and I know them well. We've worked alongside them for a, a few couple of years. And they are godly, they are hardworking, they are servants, they are wise, they pursue Jesus passionately. You guys love Jesus. And we're so fortunate to have you guys as leaders in this community. What I want to do is to invite the rest of the Battersea launch team to come and stand up here and to face that way. So if all the guys that are part of Battersea, you stay here. They don't need to face. You can stand however you want. partnering with Holly and Elias as part of their commissioning. <laughs> so, Holly and Elias, the Lord has invited you to step into the next adventure of leadership within this community. And we acknowledge the Lord's hand over you and his calling upon your lives to shepherd his flock. In Matthew 28, Jesus said to his followers, go into all the world and make disciples. Go to every people group every place that I lead you, go to the particular people I've called you to and make disciples. So we commission you to preach the gospel, not just with words, but with every action, every conversation, every waking moment. We charge you to be ambassadors for Christ Jesus, teaching people to obey all the commandments that God has given you. And whether those that come to you are already believers or prodigals or don't yet know Jesus, the task is the same, to teach them to obey all that Jesus has commanded his disciples to do, to equip the church for service, to release people to use their gifts for the extending of God's kingdom. And God's promise to you, Holly and Elias, is as surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And as long as we're doing what he calls us to do, we can rest in the assurance that he's with us every step of the way. As David said to his son Solomon, as he commissioned him to be, begin the daunting task of building the first temple, we can parallel his words here as you pass to this site. He said this, be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not forsake you until all the work for the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. There will be challenging times ahead, but never forget this. From 1 Thessalonians 5, 24, Paul writes this. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Why don't we pray? Um, I'm not asking this, but I wonder whether uh, Brian and Joanna could come and join me and... Uh, Georgia, could you come and join, join us as we, as we pray and anoint and anoint um, Why don't the rest of us stand as well? Um, Brian, Brian and Joanna, they lead uh, the Shaftesbury Church in Battersea. We're, we're honoured that they would, they would join us. And so uh, we just wanted them to, 
So it's to bless them and pray and pray for them as well. Um, why don't some of you, if you know and love these guys, you're part of their groups or you know them, just come and uh, just join them. Just come out in your seats and come and join them. Maybe as a team you might need to spread out so that you can join them. Uh, but just we, we want to lay hands on them. We want to anoint them with oil and just uh, bless them and commission them. So uh, everyone gets to, gets to be part of it. So let's pray. God, I give thanks to you for Holly and Ellis. <coughs> Lord, just as this church is sending them to Battersea to lead the work there, Lord, as leaders in Battersea, we want to say we receive you. And we just want you to know that God receives you. The Lord receives you. The God is with you. God is with you. He receives you into this call. He thanks you for your obedience, your your willingness, and the Lord will equip you. The Lord will set straight your path in the future. He is with you. <coughs> Father, pray for your anointing on yes. Holly and Alice. Lord, an anointing which is pressed down into every corner of their being. Lord, so that every moment of their ministry they will know they are called by you. We give thanks in the precious name. Amen. This morning our, our youth um, made these prophetic words for you. And I just really felt that um, God was giving you the youth of Pharisee, that that's the first word that you would receive. And, um, and these, these youth are desperate to know this God of ours. They're desperate for this, for this, um, for what you're bringing. They're desperate for creative expression. They, they need mothers and fathers, they need people to come around and show them how to live show them what hope looks like and um and i just i just give you these words tonight um as a sign for us to come and we we stand with you tonight as your family and we say we've got your backs 
I just see that, that this, um, I see division just totally just like melting out of Palestine, all the churches coming to work together for, a, for a, a joint purpose, a joint with one voice, they will lift up praise. And I know that you guys are such a part of that, and so are you. And I just feel like this is just a, um, a significant thing is happening here tonight. I just recognize that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another life-giving message from one of our Vineyard 61 speakers.